Welcome back to Did Not Play. I'm your host, William Sule. We are back, baby. We're back. What it do? <laughs> what it do, baby? From across the country, Christian is in D.C. I am in Tulsa, both living in our parents' house. We're not going to talk about it for too long, but we're back. Sports are back. We finally found some time to bring you your favorite podcast, full of your favorite opinions and ridiculous hot takes. I don't know where else you'd want to be. No, I don't either. What other podcast you want to be listening to? Beyond me. No one else in the world is doing what we're doing. Definitely zero other sports podcasts out there. Uh, but we're going to talk about the NBA and basically just spend probably a little bit too much time clowning the Clippers, which is a little bit old news at this point, but who cares? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's time. Never gonna be old. Never no, no. You they, send the farm for Paul George, and they suck, and it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, so climb the Clippers, and then obviously football is back, which is just brings so much joy into my my tiny little heart. Um, oh, you looked good in their opening day against a high I school did. team. <laughs> Um, and then the Broncos are falling apart. So hey, they they got Blake Bortles. He's the future now, I guess. Uh, I guess he's the he's the piece. Uh, yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, guys, welcome back. This is DNP. Stay tuned. This. Before we get into all of the sports conversations that we're going to have real quick, Christian, give the people a quick life update. What's going yes. on with you since Will we do. last spoke, I believe it was like in April? Yeah. It I think was, we did a was... post-NFL draft show. It was the yeah. last time we were together. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's been busy. I... Somehow landed a job with Bloomberg during the summer. That was great. Got to learn a little bit of business news. Big time. Did it. Yeah, it was cool. Met some great people there. Um, unfortunately, COVID didn't allow me to go out to New York, but, you know, I digress. Um, got to save some money. Uh, then I went to a seminar, an NABJ seminar, actually, and CNBC was hosting. I got to ask a question. Uh, I met a lady named Lisa Villalobos, and... She she decided to bring me onto the closing bell team at CNBC, and and that's where I am now, and it's been great. And technically, I am on the clock, so <laughs> so I'm definitely doing both as we speak. I'm writing uh, guest notes on TikTok story um, that's been wow. going on for a while. Yeah, um, so so that's me. But I think Asula has managed to land on his feet as well. If if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, ah uh, yeah, I mean on my feet. Like I'd say I'm on one foot right now. Okay. Um, okay. I, better than I, <laughs> Yeah, better than nothing. Um, as Christian, as I mentioned earlier, I'm living at home, which is great. Free food. No rent. Never go. Never rent. Exactly. Uh, but I am. I had landed a back when, a little bit after the last show, I landed a job for the Valero Alamo Bowl, and then you know the world decided to go to go to hell. Um, and we weren't sure if college football was happening, so pushed my start date back a lot. But I, I am working virtually right now uh, with the hopes of if this whole thing keeps trucking along that we'll, uh, we'll uh, have a, a move down to San Antonio. But we'll have to see. We're not sure about that yet. And I think, to me, to me, if if college football, like if we get to late October and we're still going strong, the Big Ten's back, and possibly the Pac-12 thinking about it, um, I, I think I'll probably move down there for a couple months and then got to figure something else out. But uh, yeah, for it's now we're chilling. Good. Yeah, it's good. having a grand old time. You know, I wake up with breakfast in the morning, coffee already made. <laughs> You know, people people always talk about uh, moving back home after college, and don't get me wrong, there are a plethora of downsides, but there are also a plethora of upsides. And yeah, uh, you gotta <laughs> gotta focus on the good. Yeah, we gotta be a a glass half full, glass yeah. half full mentality. I mean, my parents, my I'm honestly probably more of a burden to my parents than the other way around because they are. Uh, 
they're like socialites. They're always out doing party parties and doing stuff. And they, they, they were living the, the empty nested life. And now they are, one of their birds flew back home and it's preventing them from throwing ragers every Tuesday. Hey, hey, look, you got to let them know. Just be like, hey, I, I'm down to join. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm cool with a, a I rager. I played bartender so at a couple parties. Okay, played bartender. Okay. All right, but let's get right into it um, because I'll tell you what, the Clippers right now are going to need a couple bartenders. Forget, <laughs> forget what just happened to them. I mean, yeah. Lord. I mean, they were I – don't, I don't know if they were the betting favorite coming into the season. Had to be. Yeah, oh, they, oh, you're talking about for the championship? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, like, if, if they weren't the betting favorite, they were the second. You know, like yeah. if, if they weren't right there with LeBron, like they were right behind them. Like the 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 sky was the limit for this team, and they sucked. They yeah, sucked. I'm not. I'm not sure which like team that had championship aspirations can compare to this meltdown that the Clippers had, but it's it's. I I can't think of another another letdown similar. Um, I think I mean, everybody in the world was looking looking for that Clippers Lakers matchup in the Western Conference Finals, and uh, they they fumbled the ball. Yeah, I mean, and it would have been one thing, right? If they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, that would have been one thing. But to lose to a Nuggets team that no one really knew anything about, and like hats off to the Nuggets, they're a fun team to watch. They're really good, but like God, man, they. Like that game seven was one of the most pitiful performances. Like, like when you when you said that you can't think of another team with championship aspirations that failed this hard, I can think of a few. The Oklahoma City Thunder have had a couple of them, um, but the Thunder, you know, at least like fought hard and tried. Like it didn't even look like Paul George and Kawhi. They were like, all right, we're down by five in the fourth quarter. Let's just pack it in. We're done. Like, like, so everyone wants to, everyone wants to clap Paul George, and we'll do plenty of that. But like, you got you got to give Kawhi Leonard, if more, if not as much shit. Yes, as you, you give like, I mean, for, Kawhi Leonard in that game seven played forty four minutes, had fourteen points. <laughs> Look, the twenty two, the abysmal performance in the fourth quarter is something that uh it's that's going to go down in the record books from two from two potential all-time greats um i think one has solidified himself in Kawhi is an all-time great but i think paul george still has some uh some room to, to to make up for and the fact that he went as far as to say that it wasn't championship or bust year for them is is cap my friend like as the white cap you have on your head like right now that is a lie. They were they were championship or bust, and he apparently gives some sort of post game speech in the locker room where he tries to reinvigor the troops and say like, "Listen, guys, this wasn't it. We still have a great team. We still got to work on chemistry." And from the reports I've seen, everybody in the locker room's like, "Uh, look, PG, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> you're crazy." So uh, it was it was fun while it. It lasted seeing the Los Angeles Clippers. You got to question Doc's, Doc Rivers, his seat. He's sitting pretty comfortably for the last few years, and they had Lob City, and now they've got PG and Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, you bring and that up. You bring that up. Both like, times. Talk about another team that had championship aspirations and never even got close. The Los Angeles Clippers from, like, <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were supposed to be, like, with, with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and – DeAndre Jordan were supposed to be – they're supposed to be a team untouchable. And then yeah. they, they barely – I don't even know, did they go to – they haven't been. They didn't go to a Western Conference Finals. No. Because the organization, the Clippers, have <laughs> never been to a Western Conference Finals. Crazy. I mean, it's it, crazy. It, it, and we'll, we'll move on for sake of time eventually. But, like, it's just – it's mind-boggling to me. It's one of the craziest sports stories this year. And, like, the other part of it is it would have been bad enough, right? if it had just that alone had been it. But it was the hype coming into the season, on top of the fact that they traded seven first-round picks. List them off for us, please, Sule. List them off. Like, it's crazy. So where, where are we? 
where do we even begin? Where is it? Okay, here we go. So, <laughs> it's a first round, unprotected first round picks in 2022, 2024, 2026, and then pick swaps in 2021 and 2023. And then they also get the Miami Heat's first round picks in 2023 and 2025 because the Clippers had those for some reason. So, to back that up, that's seven first-round picks and or a pick swap in the first round. <laughs> for, and that's in addition to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who is young, but really, like, all-star bound. Like, talented, yes. Very talented, talented player. And Danilo Gallinari, who was also a really, really talented player that the Clippers probably could have used this year <laughs> yeah who made a game didn't he make a buzzer beater over in, in one game against the rockets I'm, maybe like, there's he, a reason he hit a dagger at some point yeah, yeah. there's a reason that went to it might have been mike muscala actually but um it was crazy yeah you can imagine mike oh, muscala having late night late minute games but game time but i mean oh, it's just crazy because like up shooter. the fact that all of that was traded for just Paul George. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he sucks. <laughs> like They blew it. They blew like, it. No fans or butts. They blew it. They blew it. We I talked briefly about uh, Mike Muscala hitting a buzzer beater. I'm not sure if that's accurate. I know he hit some, some big-time uh, shots. It might have been late in the regular season. I'm not sure. But the clip, the Thunder played the Rockets in the first round of – the yeah. Western Con- the Western playoffs and holy cow, the Thunder gave the Rockets a run for everything that they had and exposed them for the frauds that they are. Um, I know the Rockets were down Russell Westbrook, and he didn't come in until the series against the Lakers. Didn't he look played, any better he when he played when in the back joined. end of that Rockets Thunder series, but he was okay. hurt most of the time. Yeah. And honestly, I think they did better without Russell Westbrook in the game, but that's up for questionable debate. Sure. Um, the Rockets, in all their playoff aspirations throughout the years, I think we have just seen the hourglass on their future diminish. No, there's like <coughs> D'Antoni's rumored to have gone to, to be out gone. of there. He's gone. He's, he's gone, gone now. He, he like made a whole big press release and was like, yeah, I'm out basically yeah it's like it's like, time for me to explore a new chapter and basically just, the po- supposedly going to do is he's going to go to the sixers and try and turn them into a three-point shooting team which is just not going to work when ben simmons is there so hey i mean <laughs> i don't know yeah uh we'll see but yeah it's unfortunate to see the rockets hopes of like a championship as it's crazy like this playoffs we've now seen the rockets and the clippers championship aspirations die and so will they rebuild or will they try and stick with the pieces they have and add some more i think the rockets uh small ball experiment has decidedly failed and and now they're gonna have to to kind of get back to the drawing board so there's a lot of questions in this offseason yeah i mean i don't it'll be interesting to see i think the clippers reload i don't think there's any doubt about that if they can keep I mean, as long as they have PG and Kawhi, like on paper, they they'll be like, yeah, we're a championship contender. Is yeah. that true? Probably not. Um, but I think they'll they'll reload and they'll try and try again. The Rockets, on the other hand, man, I don't know. But like, like they kind of have to reload because they don't. They also gave up a bevy of picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Chris Paul, who. I don't think any, there even isn't really like obviously like I feel like as a Thunder fan I have to come out with this statement before I say what I'm gonna say next. I love Russell Westbrook, always will, always have, but not yeah. necessarily for the basketball player that he is. <laughs> now, I hope not. I hope not. And more of the fact that he stayed when Durant left, and he will he will forever have a cult following in Oklahoma City for that. Yes, so, I agree. But Presti traded him for Chris Paul and I think three or two or three first-round picks. And Chris Paul, I don't even really think there's an argument to be made, and I don't think anyone really disagrees with me, that 
Chris Paul was absolutely the better player this year. And the player the Thunder needed to lead the young core of guards and talent that they had. Like, Chris Paul was an incredible addition to this team and played his heart out. What his future is, I don't know, but I have nothing respect for him after the way that he handled this year. Like, a lot of people would have come into the team, the Thunder team, and just quit on him immediately. And he didn't let that out. Like, literally, there was a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. So, and then they got the forcing or whatever it was. So, yeah, like, from the Rockets' perspective, I don't know what you do. Because you don't – it's not like you can – I guess you could trade Harden. <laughs> but, like, that's not going to go over well with anyone. Like, I, no you, one's going to take Westbrook's contract. No. But, so, like, like you know? Harden's, the, Harden's the guy. You can't you can't trade away your 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 like queen in chess. You know what I mean? Like that's Yeah, but if your queen gets tired in the fourth quarter and doesn't want to play <laughs> basketball anymore, like like how do you like my question is how do you rebuild, you know? Cuz rebuilding yeah. is a is a process that comes through the draft most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have any they don't have any draft picks for like 2 years. You know, I I think that's just bad. I think that's underestimating the talent in the NBA as a GM and, and thinking that you have enough at the time to make a championship run. Cause it is clear that PJ Tucker is not going to do it, making that corner three all the way to the finals. You know, Robert Covington, good defense. Yeah. He's not going to cut it as your primary lockdown defender. No. And um, I just think on, on, the job of the GM, he, he let them down. Oh, absolutely. And, like, it'll be – it would have been funny to watch a Rockets-Clippers series. Like, who can choke harder? You know, like, who would have choked harder? But like, the Rockets – like, obviously, the Thunder gave them a run for their money. The Thunder probably should have won that game. Like, had every opportunity to move on. Yeah. But, like, they didn't the, – the Rockets – other than game one. So they won game one against the, the Lakers, and everyone was like, oh, my God, is this, like, real? No, it was not. <laughs> it was not real. They didn't even get within – they not a, for the rest of that series, in the gentleman's sweep that happened, they, they didn't even get within ten points. Like, none of those games finished in single digits. Like, the, it wasn't even close. And so, like, they, yeah. like you said, like, they – to thank the audacity – of Daryl Morey to think that they have a championship team with what they had. It's ridiculous. But I, I f- we're running long on the NBA section. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the actual teams that are still playing. Um, I guess we'll start with this heat Celtics series, okay. which is, I don't, I don't even really know of another word to describe it as, but just fun to watch. Like they, they are just, two teams that are really well matched up against each other. This Heat team has come out of nowhere to be really good. And I told you this yesterday, but a buddy of mine um, who's a, a Dallas Mavericks fan, which, you know, are incessantly reminding me about the 2011 NBA title run. To the Dallas Sounds about Mavericks. right. This is the only thing they have because the Cowboys are never going to win anything. Um <laughs> But we'll get to the NFL later. Um, so he was like, this Heat team reminds me of that Mavs team where they they had a star, but, like, he wasn't, like – and, like, and you said, said this to me yesterday, so I'll give you credit, but, like, Jimmy Butler and Dirk Nowitzki are probably about the same level as, like, about where, like, in the general area of where you would put a star, like, star of their caliber in the NBA. Like, like Jimmy Butler's top 20. Right now, I'd say maybe even top ten on a generous day, but on a generous day, on a generous day, and Dirk was probably solidly in that top ten, but like eight, you know, like he wasn't yeah. LeBron, it wasn't whatever. But the the rest of the team around them is just clicking and working so well, and a well coached team with a lot of history. Yeah, like that. I like. I still think I think the Heat or think I think I think the Heat are going to win this series. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Celtics come back and take this, but the Celtics just seem like the team every like this is the team every year that like should win every series and then doesn't for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just I mean, and you can tell me what you think, but 
I just it's just hard for me to imagine. Oh, I will. Either of these teams beating the Lakers. Yeah. I listen, I think that the Heat are a very deep team and very well coached and that makes them almost impossible to beat. Um they were missing shots late last game against the Celtics so they gave them an opportunity to pull away in that one. Um but the level of camaraderie within the Heat is crazy. Like Jimmy Butler has gone out multiple times and said like you know, in, in past situations that I've been in, I can say stuff and it might, like, it might be accepted not in the way I intended because of egos. And he thinks that everybody within the Heat organization, their egos are focused on basketball. So it's not anything negative that they receive, more so just, like, constructive criticism. And so I think that's why the Heat are able to do so well. They have, hold each other so well accountable um, I mean, time and time again, Eric Spolster proves that he is a, a legit, legit coach in this league and is, is one that can take a lot of different teams to, to the finals. But on the other side, so is Brad Stevens. Dang, Celtics are good. And I think it's the opportunity for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to ascend to superstardom too. And so, I mean, I look forward to seeing this game. Unfortunately, I just saw – for some reason, the Nuggets and Lakers played on Sunday, and they play again today. And so the Celtics and Heat have a three-day break, which is, like, unheard of in this COVID-shortened season. Yeah. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, game three on Wednesday – or game four on Wednesday should be great. Um, but, yeah, to your point, it's really who gets to play the Lakers and who gets to lose to the Lakers in the finals because – my goodness, does Anthony Davis look <laughs> legit? Like the only the only way, even coming into the season, I think the really the biggest argument that people had against the Lakers was either one, can Anthony Davis stay healthy? And two, will LeBron let him be Anthony Davis? You know, like those were the only two. Because yeah. if it, if LeBron and Anthony, because Talk about two players. Like, LeBron's the best player in the league. I I don't care that Giannis won MVP. Like, good for you. Like, if we had had more time, we could have gotten into the is Giannis a fraud situation, which is a a take I'm willing to at least hear out. I don't know if you agree with it, but I've heard it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't agree with you, but I I don't hate it. You ready for that conversation? Dude, like, come on. If you're the MVP two years in a row and you didn't make an Eastern Conference Finals either of those years, Little yeah, a little bit of a front. That's what I'm saying. Listen, listen. It basketball is a team game. We'll cover this super quickly. Uh, basketball is a team game. I think the Bucks do not nearly have enough pieces they need. Uh, Eric Bledsoe needs to step up or get the hell out of Milwaukee because he is a cancer. Divincenzo's got a future. I think he should displaced. And I don't. I don't I, think Giannis should have won MVP this year. But I'm. I'm just saying. I don't agree that he's a fraud. But like. He's got to start doing something. Yeah. But, like, yeah. by this time, like, I mean, the, 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 and to even compare him to early LeBron isn't really fair to Giannis because he's not that level of player because LeBron is LeBron. But, like, by this time in LeBron's career, he had carried that Cavaliers team whose second best player was Anderson Varejao to an NBA Finals <laughs> and they didn't win. Hey, Mo, Mo Will was cold. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> Still, okay, you know, like Chris yeah, Middleton yeah, yeah. is miles better than Mo Williams. Eric Bledsoe is better than Eric, like theoretically better than Anderson Vergeau. So, like, I don't know. I get why LeBron's pissed. I do, and that that's not helping the Nuggets or anybody else that LeBron's pissed. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like this, the Heat and the Celtics—they're fun young teams. I agree with you. Jimmy Butler's finally in a situation where he's the clear alpha in the room and that like he, like there aren't any, like there isn't anyone else who can be like, Hey, Jayba, shut up. Like, this is my team. Like it's his team. And so like people are responding to what he's saying, but like, it doesn't, it's not, none of it matters. Like the only team that I, I have been saying since the beginning of the season, and it's been like this for a couple of years now, except for last year, I guess. Um, the Western Conference Finals is where the NBA title has been won every year except for last year. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kawhi. But, like, 
Western Conference Finals has been the best matchup of the NBA season. And I, I fully anticipated it being a battle for Los Angeles, which is not obviously not happening. Like the better the better team is in the, the Western Conference Finals. The Nuggets were the better team. Yes. So they yeah. deserve it. And but. I think I think the Nuggets deserve to have a minute or two of shame on or of shame of of shine of shine on our show because they have come back th- two times down three one. Jamal Murray has has set himself as a superstar. Nikola Jokic has been playing like like I like a mix of Jerry West and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. The voice touch is ridiculous. Um, MPJ starting to shine as an offensive guy. Um, all the players around them. The team has been together for so many years, and they're starting to play like such a well-oiled machine. And I feel like Mike Malone's just gonna go out there and just be like, "Yo, play basketball," and and they just do that. Um, I love. And it's hard. It's hard not to like this team either. They're, they just play yeah. like like there are reasons. You a lot of people hate LeBron. There there are reasons you can hate the Heat, Jimmy Butler, like whatever. But like the Nuggets are probably like the most likable team left. Yeah. Like they, Jamal Murray. Sometimes he the, the hair is a little much for me. I, <laughs> I see what it. But I mean, he's he's fun, and then if you don't like Jokic, man, then just stop watching basketball. Like, he's just a freak, man. Like he his court vision is unbelievable, and like there, like you can go cl- like look up highlight videos of that dude, and he is just out here throwing like no look pass after no look pass after no look pass, and it's just like, who are you? Where did you come from? And then the videos of him as like a kid, where he just looks like the rest of us, like a like a chubby ten year old. I'm like that guy grew up to be an NBA center. <laughs> yes. But he still kind of looks like a chubby 10-year-old. Like, he doesn't – He doesn't like, if you were just purely based on physical stamina, you would not think that that guy would be the one out here busting heads in the NBA. Listen, but, that's one thing I learned from the NBA. Yeah, it'll come from all shapes and sizes. You look at Kevin Love when he gets in the league. He is a, a chubby 6'10". <laughs> a little chunky monkey, but he's cold. So basketball is is like that. I hope. I hope that I feel bad for the Nuggets. Obviously, the Anthony Davis dagger to win Game Two sucks. I, I hope they make a series out of it. It's a backbreaker. But I mean, looking at their lineup, right? Like, obviously, Jamal Murray and Jokic are are the staples of that team. Michael Porter Jr., future star. I'm sure he'll be starting, if not next year the beginning of next year, later in next year, like he – because what they got him in the mid-first round, right? Like he he was like the 15th pick or something. It was crazy. Like he he's going to be really good. And they got to get rid of Paul Millsap. Like he's just not – He was second round. Michael Porter Jr. was a second-round pick. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were talking about Jokic. My bad. Um, yeah, MPJ was a first round I think guy. he was mid – I was gonna say, but he 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 got, fell a little bit. He was supposed to go pretty early, but he because he tore his tours ACL at Missouri, right before or something like that. But yeah, now he had a back issue. I remember it being like a. a pretty and I still think Bull Bull is gonna be good. Like he might not be a star, but like, I think that dude's got a future in the NBA. So like this Nuggets team's gonna be good. Like if you're a Nuggets fan right now, like you're obviously not gonna like. I don't think you think you're gonna win this series. But I think you have hope for the future. You're yeah, you like it. you like the way the playoffs is going. Unlike the Rockets and the Clippers, you were proud of the way your team has played. <laughs> yeah, and unlike uh, the Broncos, to that effect, with yeah, believing right. that you we, have we a future. We getting into that now. All right, we it is time for time. The NF. All right. Well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll be sad about my Broncos, and then I'll let you be sad about your Washington football team. Immediately. Hey, who says I'm going to be sad? Okay. Well, good for you if you're not. But uh, God, dude. I mean, I a buddy of mine who's like one of my like one of my best friends, and he's also a Broncos fan. Before game one was like super hype and like all this stuff, and I'm like, man, like I, I'm not. I'm just not – I'm not going there. Like, I'm not I'm not going to get my hopes up for this team because I know they're going to – at the at the best, especially without Von Miller, but at the best, 8-8 eight and eight was what we were hoping for. Young team, no offensive line, 
reshuffled corner. Like we were, we were starting week one, a rookie corner, and then a second year corner. Like it's a young defense. Von Miller twerk was going to be out for the year. Like I didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up. And I, so I did, we lose week one in a dumb heartbreaking fashion. I was like, all right, sounds about right. And week two, our entire offense got hurt and our entire defensive line. Like Drew Locke, four to six weeks. Cortland Sutton, out for the year. Two of our defensive linemen out for a month. And I'm like, all right, time to jump on the Arizona Cardinals hype train. (laughs) I'm all in on Kyler Murray. It's a good time to be on. I've got him on my fantasy team. Multiple fantasy teams. I've been squatting on the take that I thought the Cardinals were going to be really, really good this year for a while. Well, not a while, ever since DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, that's the piece. We got it. They had a good draft. Yeah, the Broncos are going to suck. As you mentioned earlier, they just signed Blake Bortles. Seems like a very nice guy. He's one, like, whatever, like the Walter Payton man of the year. Yeah. For so he's a good dude, but you know, it's not really the guy that you want leading your team. Although I mean he's been to a what AFC play AFC championship game, so Yeah, but that was his defense. <laughs> yeah, the defense was scary. That year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't I mean the problem the problem with the Broncos right now is we're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Who is poised, like, looks poised to win his division for the next 10 years in Brady-esque manner. And so I'm really afraid that the Denver Broncos are just going to turn into, like, the Buffalo Bills or the Dolphins, where it's like, you know, you're not going to win that division, so, like, the rest of your year you're just screwed. So I don't know. I don't know what to – yeah, I mean – I don't know, maybe all these players getting hurt. I mean, obviously, I, w- I would pref- never prefer a player get hurt. But maybe it's just like it, it rips the Band-Aid off in week two for me so that I don't. You just tank straight straight from there. Straight to the tank. We'll get a top ten pick. <laughs> maybe we'll get, I don't even know who we'd want, an offensive lineman for Christ's sake. The fact that Garrett Bowles is still our starting left tackle is ridiculous. He sucks. But... Yeah, that's about all I have. Hopefully, to say. Gary Bowles doesn't hear this and uh, take up some issues with you. Cause, yeah, uh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. Like, <laughs> there isn't a Broncos fan alive likes that guy. Like, not only does he suck, but he he gets like a holding he gets a holding call or a personal foul every game, every game. And I'm like, dude, like, get it together. You were a first round pick. Just, you have a uh, Dalton Reisner, right? He's fine. Well. Yeah, he's good. We like him. Yeah, he's a captain, I think, which yeah. so like he's good. And apparently, some center we drafted is pretty good. And we we signed this guy who was I think it was Juwan James is his name. No, wait. Mm. that was all right. I think he's a defensive lineman. But we signed this guy who's supposed to be like our going to be coming to be our starting right tackle because as bad as left tackle's been, right tackle's been worse. And he opted out due to COVID. So so like I'm like okay. Great. He was like a big money signing. It was like $40 million or something like that. Like, Dang. What? Maybe what not. That. It might have been $40 million over a couple years. But He was supposed to be good. He was supposed to be our day one starter. And he opted out. Mm. That's tough. I, I, can't, I can't dwell on them for too long. Or Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and uh, take the torch. As the, and, uh, you're the, the best football team in the world. The only football team. The only literal only, the only literal football, football team in the NFL. Um, I got a lot of qualms with uh, the way this offseason has gone for us. Uh, multiple reports on, on on sexual abuse allegations. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous that he was able to proceed for so long. Um, inside story, actually. <laughs> um, my dad used to work with a guy who had season tickets. And my dad said, this guy used to always go up to him and be like, Curtis, you should really come check out these season tickets. 
And rumor is that season ticket holders would get special access to the cheerleaders. So uh, I'm not sure <laughs> about okay. what exactly that co-worker was doing over there. But, um, Are you breaking news right now? I feel like that, that <laughs> portion of the portion of the proceedings hasn't been out there you should uh use your cnbc platform and start busting heads down there in these <laughs> oh no oh no oh no nah it is um it came out that like the cheerleaders were like asked to do videos for season ticket holders hmm. which is wild in its own sense and disgusting yeah. that we just kind of like mm-hmm. but yeah that's just the way it is um actually no it's not just the way it is we're- yeah <laughs> It's the way it happened. It absolutely is not the way it should be. Yes, I agree. Hopefully, um, hopefully they're actually changing things. Yeah, and it's president they hired seems like a good. Yeah, smart Jason guy. Wright. I I like the guy, and he he's brought on a lot of good people to the staff. I like that uh, diversity has been a serious push. I just hope that he can um, make the right decisions as a president because. Like you've got a lot to deal with outside of 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 game day operations and stuff like that, and I I know he understands that and all that. But in addition to the football team being a baseball football team, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and get started on that. Uh, great, great show in week one. I'm not sure if it was a testament to um, the Washington football team's prowess or the Eagles' demise, but eight sacks. Chase Young looked hot. Ryan Kerrigan became the all-time leader in sacks. I really like the where our defense is at. I just think our offense has some question marks, and I think that starts at the commander-in-chief, and that is Dwayne Haskins. You know, over the offseason, he posted a lot on his Instagram about how he was working, cut down on his weight. We got to see him be a little bit more mobile against the Cardinals. Um, but I just think that he doesn't make his reads enough and whether or not that's, he trusts his line or does not trust them. I think that's an issue. And I can understand him not trusting his line because similar to the Broncos, we've got this guy, Morgan Moses, who has been a Washington football team player for like 12 years now and have no idea why he's got a job. Like I'm not hating on his skill. I couldn't do what he does. Not many people in the world can, but I am certain we can find somebody better at that left tackle spot. Well, you had someone better. Yeah, let go Trent Williams, and you saw what he did. on that. (laughs) Oh, my God. You saw what he did week one against the uh, (laughs) the Cardinals. He laid that guy out. That was a former Longhorn that he did that to. (laughs) Even better. Even better. Killed that man. But, yeah. He's – so we take on the uh, we take on Browns next week. So I'm hoping that we can rattle up Baker, and that's our next talking point. Yeah, I mean that that is a win win for you because if you lose to Baker, then you're like, all right, I'm okay with it. like like when the when he when he came in and the Broncos he played the I was at the game they played the Broncos last year. Yeah, I, it was the only game all year. I was like, I really hope the Broncos lose, and then naturally they won that game. But I mean Baker on <laughs> Thursday night looked like the man that we all know and love. Yeah. Which yeah. can he if he can sustain that like uh, the Browns are definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. They're in a mm-hmm. really hard division. I'd say the second most difficult in the NFL, only behind the NFC West. But like they they've got they they have a, an uphill battle for sure with that team. Yeah. But like if Baker can play the way he did and Stefanski kind of gets his rhythm back and the or not back but like as a first year head coach he's got to get some sort of rhythm with this team like they I think they I mean the hype that they had last year it's the same core team like they they have the same players not they're just more experienced and more cohesion so you'd think that this could be like there's no reason why this team couldn't be good yeah yeah they should be if the, they should be and I remember last year in the fall, at the beginning of the fall, like August, pre preseason, I was like, are the Browns like championship contenders now? And I mean, they blew it last year and that you really expected to see. Yeah, yeah, that was the hype. And I, I, I fully, fully chowed down on it. I had a four course meal of hype on the, on uh, the Cleveland Browns. I think Browns. we all did, man. I think you're <laughs> yeah. all there. 
and uh, boy, was I let down. So I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be bullish on the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't know, yeah. dude. They looked bad against the Ravens. No, yeah, bad. no. I agree with you. They looked like shit, and like I I don't think I'm I'm not. I'm not here to say like, oh yeah, the Browns are Super Bowl bound or whatever. But like, do I think they can make a playoff? Play be a playoff team if they get their shit together? Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. they, first of all, we we have another wild card this year, so like another another team's getting in. Like we, and like I said, they they are in the hardest division in the AFC, and like that's. Like that's not gonna be like they have to play the Ravens again and then the Steelers twice. And I mean Joe Burrow is not gonna be a pushover. Like he yeah. looked really good in that game. Yeah. I mean they lost and he threw like sixty times or something crazy. Yeah, like, he did. Like they looked really good. And like I, like that division is gonna be really good for the long run. And so it's whether or not yeah, he literally threw sixty one times. It's crazy. But yeah. I like, think he's legit. I think he's oh yeah, legit. He's I think I think Joe Burrow is very legit, and like they just gotta get him. If they once once the the Bengals get him some form or another of an offensive line, um, and a little bit better of a defense, because they they got they got run over by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> like oh my god, man! Like I don't even like part of the reason why you can't be too bullish about the Browns right now. Is like yeah. that's their game plan. Like if if the Browns were to set a game plan, it would be like, hey, let's run all day, and then play action pass and roll Baker out, which is exactly what they did. And to Baker's credit, the reason, like if you watch that game, I don't know if you did, but I watched the whole game, and like it was the play action first that set up the run later, which is not usually yeah. how it happens. Normally, it's the mm-hmm. other way around. But like Baker was so effective early on and like i mean he he didn't miss a pass he didn't miss a pass the first half but and the only one that i think they was incomplete was a pi and then he threw a ball out of bounds because he didn't have a receiver like and i think he had one drop but like he was effective he every ball was on target every ball got caught and that set up the run which it eventually was just overpowering for the Bengals and so like that like if you if if the Browns are going to win games that's how they're going to win games play action Baker throwing I think Baker throwing more than 30 times a game for them means they're going to lose like I I don't think that that's what they want to do because they just have two talented running backs and like that's just not the way that it's going to be and especially the way like Baker's playing right now it's just not how it's going to be but like if they can figure out how to make that happen on a consistent basis against teams that are better than the Bengals, which they're going to have to do like that when they play the Steelers, that's just not going to fly. No, the Steelers are not giving up 200 yards on the ground. No, they're too good. So it'll be interesting to see what that team can do against a team of that quality, which they couldn't do. I was super, super sad to see uh, David and Joku go down with the Browns. Uh, He was for like, Two years ago, he was like my guy on fantasy that I, I I would always pick up and expect him to do a lot better than he actually would. So it's sad to see him go down. But I think to that the point of of, of um, the Browns running the ball, I would agree. I think that their offensive their their run game is so dominant and it has the opportunity to open up so much more for their offense. And since they've got playmakers at receiver, it's uh it's an opportunity. Um, that I like and and hope that they can exploit. But yeah, like you said, that division is tough. The Steelers defense is no joke. Big Ben is back. Looks just like he did in 09. Like <laughs> diamond guys up, Juju. They got another guy, Deontay Johnson out there who's cold. Big fantasy guy if uh big yeah. waiver wire pickup in and uh Penn Man if you got him. Um but yeah, Texans fall down to zero and two. Well, I mean, you can't really blame them, right? Like they they played the Ravens and the Chiefs in the first two weeks. Yeah, no, it's tough. So it's like, tough. And they didn't look bad in either of those games. I mean, they, yeah. they great, but they they didn't look horrible. They 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 did better than the Browns did. 
against Missouri. Either. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It, I, I, the, I mean, the Texans are going to be fine. They'll make a playoff. They're in a terrible. They're not in a great division. Like I think they'll make the playoffs, but like they're not going to win anything. They'll be a first round exit. Like yeah. they have enough, they have enough horses there. I think, and Deshaun Watson is just one of those guys that like is going to win games. Um, this is, I think it was this was the only the second time in his entire career that he's lost by double digits. Like back to back games. No, ever. I don't think that they didn't lose by double digits to the Chiefs. I don't think. Damn. No, they did. They lost by fourteen. And they should have lost by thirty. Honestly, they scored like two late touchdowns and the late in the game. But uh, but yeah, I, I I do agree. I do agree. I do think Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback and and is going to lead them. But I mean, zero two is not not a good way to look on the season. But it is, it is still super early. So I agree. Um, what do you let's let's? I don't really care about them. I care a lot. I care a lot more about your opinion on the other team from Texas. The, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys looked like the worst team in the NFL in the first quarter of that game. And I went like I, I golfed on Sunday, and so I I didn't I've been oh, I didn't I it's casual, but um I didn't watch the end of the game. I like turned I was like I wasn't even really watching because I was watching the Broncos anyway. But like I was watching Red Zone, they kept just being like, yeah, and the Cowboys fumbled again, and the Cowboys fumbled again, <laughs> and they tried a fake punt and didn't get it, and then the Cowboys fumbled again. I was like, ha, I. I think I saw – I'm pretty sure I heard this stat right. The Atlanta Falcons were the first team in NFL history to be, like, plus four on the turnover, like, turnover thing. Like, what, mm-hmm. like they, they were – they didn't turn the ball over, and they recovered four – like, four turnovers and lost. First team in NFL history. That's crazy. How do you do that? I don't know. And so, like, I can't really tell. I can't tell if this game was an indictment on Dak being like, hey, look, he's actually, like, clutch and blah, blah, blah. And the onside kick they kicked was hilarious. It was awesome. <laughs> but, like, I, you know our man Josh Callaway was pissed. Oh. Pissed after that game. I mean. the Falcons being the Falcons. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. They blew it. They blew it. Like, so it was like the game of who's going to be more classic them. Was it is it going to be the Cowboys being more classic Cowboys and losing a close game, or the Falcons blowing a huge lead? And it was the Falcons blowing a huge lead that was ultimately the unstoppable force that met a slightly more movable object <laughs> at that point. Dude, I I like it. I don't understand how you're in the NFL. How many games of football do you think they've played with referees? Like, how many officiated games do you think they've played? Easily, easily over 500 throughout their lives? Wait, are you talking about, like, Falcons players? Yeah, what the? Yeah. Just like. In general, like if you're in the NFL, how many football games do you think you played? Like if say even if you're a rookie, you played what? Three years of college, that's sixty, seventy games. Yeah. I mean you're basically the, the assumption they're playing at least ten games a year since they were like six. Yeah. That's yeah, maybe maybe a little bit much. But still, like you've played over, you're technically a master at this sport. Like you've you've logged your ten thousand hours. Like you're, you're a master at this. Sure. But to, to not realize that, as the recovering team, you can touch it before it gets ten yards. You don't have to wait ten yards. That like that blows my mind. Like, how does that mental error? If you're the special teams coach. Your job is to prepare the guys going out on the field with all the rules should any scenario comes up. And I'm not sure who the special teams coach is, but he let them down and they lost because of it. And of course it's to the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's just I mean, if you're a Falcons fan, you just kinda just gotta like throw your hands up and be like, Well, 
here we go again. You got to chalk it up to the game. Like, you, like, all right, whatever. Well, here we are. Like, it's crazy. It's like the like the Falcons were one of the most high teams. In, like, Denver, they were one of the, like the big dark horses. You know, they like signed Todd Gurley. Ten of their eleven offensive starters were first round picks. Like, how could they not? And yeah, then the one guy who wasn't too. a first round pick was Hayden Hurst, and he scored in the game. Dude, they scored thirty nine points and lost. <laughs> they had uh, they were twenty uh, to nothing up in the first quarter. First quarter, I'm just like, how do you? How do Tell you? Two halves. It's crazy. Tell two halves. But I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, real quick. Oh. I want to hear conference championship game attendees and then Super Bowl and then winner. So give me give me who you think are make the championship wow. conference championship game in both both leagues mm-hmm. or both conferences. Who wins that game and then who wins the Super Bowl? Okay. Spot. It's it's tough not to say Ravens Chiefs AFC. They both look dominant as ever. Hard to hard to bet against those boys. It's fair. In the I, NFC, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. Rams look pretty good. Um, I really like the way they've been playing uh, as of late. Um, who else? Let me think. I that's a good question. I don't think the Saints make it this year. I really don't. They don't look like they're going to. They no. look like dog shit. <laughs> yeah, they do they not look, look terrible too against right the Raiders, man. Like they tried to yeah. make a game of that late, but Vegas had it, which is again so weird to say. The Vegas yeah. had it from start to finish. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Seahawks Rams NFC and Seahawks win because okay. oh my lord, does Russell Wilson look <laughs> legit? He's he's cooking, dude. He came in. He he had a po- um, before they played the Patriots like. Day one of the media week, Bill Belichick comes out, and I cannot remember the last time Bill Belichick has like openly endorsed an opposing quarterback. But he came out and said that Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. And then like Wednesday, Russell Wilson sees that and he matches that and says, "I am the best quarterback in the league, and I'm going to prove it to you." And then went on to throw like five touchdowns, and every single one of them were dots. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, the DK Metcalf that was like basically fifty yards in the air just dropped into a bucket <laughs> for that man against the, arguably the best cover corner in the NFL. <laughs> I was just sitting there and I was like, oh my, like I was because my parent again my parents were out partying and I was home alone and I was like, <laughs> like, Yo, sound like your like, parents cool with you. <laughs> they are. They absolutely are. <laughs> like I was in there, I, I guess I was just like looking at my dog. I was being like, "Did you see that? Good God, that ball! That ball couldn't have been thrown any better. It was no. perfect." And the crazy thing, he's never he's never won MVP, so he's out for out oh, yeah. for a lot he's this season. He's out for blood. Yeah, and uh, he's smelling blood in the water. So uh, good luck to the rest of the league because yeah, uh, they did lose Bruce Irvin though. That was big. Is yeah, he out for an yeah. period of time? I think he's an ACL. That's great. Well, we'll talk about the injuries. I want I want to hear the rest of your picks, and we'll finish with the with the injury bug. But so you, we've got Ravens Chiefs on one side, yeah. Seahawks Rams on the other, yeah. And then I'm gonna go Seahawks Chiefs, Seahawks Chiefs Super Bowl. Do you, and then yeah, this is your this is your stamp right here. We this uh, is this is it. This is your bold, bold take of the show. Who, who do yeah, you? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seahawks, Chiefs. I'm gonna say Seahawks. I say actually, I don't know. It's Stop. hard to bet against. It's okay. hard to bet it's against. A fun game balls. to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, the Chiefs look like they haven't lost a step. Harrison Butker looks like he could clutch up from anywhere. Looks like Gabe Burkage out there. <laughs> Gabe Burkage looks like Harrison Butker. You gotta take that back. Um, Gabe Burkage. Uh, Gabe Burkage is the best kicker in the country on any level. Those are facts. So <laughs> a few people would. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a hot take of the show. Never miss a kick. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. 
had very little opportunity, but I digress. Um, um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Chiefs over Seahawks in uh, Super Bowl. What about you? Repeat. I respect that. Um, it's just it's hard. I don't know. I don't think they'll repeat, but like I just don't see them losing. No, I. I it's hard to imagine. It really is. Yeah. I agree with you. Um. I mean, I don't want to be the like. I don't. I my I know my NFC pick will be different than yours, but or at least slightly. Uh, but I I don't and. I guess for the sake of being a little different, mm. I'm gonna go Chiefs Patriots. Wow! In the conference championship game, okay. Which I don't feel great about because the Patriots, and not because of Cam. He looks good. Because he looks good. The Patriots defense is not the same beast it once was. Correct. Because of how many people they had, like what eight people opt out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy. They had like, a lot. They had a lot. I just feel like, partially because I don't want to have the exact same picks as you, but mm-hmm. I'm like looking at the the AFC playoff picture right now, and like the only really teams I could see is no one's beating the Chiefs at least to the conference championship. Like they're just not like that. That's not happening. It's a good team. I agree. So, you know. You can say what you want, but the Ravens, the Ravens are the question mark, which they're really like, I still, I think they get there. I do. But for, for show differences purposes, I'm going to pick the Patriots because I've seen enough from Cam Newton that they're going to be in every game they play. Yeah. As long as he's healthy. They looked really good offensively and he's, he's just that dude, man. Like he, he people forget how good of a player he is. And like uh, Bill Belichick's gonna be like Bill Belichick's out to prove that he can do it without Brady. Like they they've got a lot to play for on that team, and I think they'll figure out the defense at least enough to make it to where Cam can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. And so like I think in a, in a world where you imagine the Chiefs get the first round by, and then I I could see the Ravens because I think the Bills I think the Bills will win that division. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills are really good too. I do, yeah. Like, if if I were to pick a team that I think could beat the Ravens out of any of those teams other than the Chiefs, I think I, I think I would put my money on the Patriots. Like, the Steelers are good, but I trust Cam to stay healthier than Big Ben with a year off. I, I don't – I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be – they'll make the playoffs and they'll be good, but I don't think they're, they're a championship team. I agree. Patriots have that pedigree. They have good coaching. They have a good offense. But so yes, you got it, so you got you got Patriots Chiefs. Patriots Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Is my, what about NFC? My take uh, in the NFC. I'm flip flopping back and forth between a couple people, but I'm I'm taking the Cardinals to make it there. Wow. Yeah. I believe I'm telling you, man. I'm wow. on the hype train. I'm all aboard the Kyler Murray hype train. Wow. He was my MVP pick before the season started. Wow. I'm on board. So I, I think I'm going Seahawks Cardinals in the NFC championship game. Okay. Which I think okay. is gonna lead me to having the same Super Bowl as you. Okay, and she is Seahawks. Yeah. Which stinks, um, but I mean the, the wow. Seahawks just look so good. They're yeah. so good, and Jamal Adams is a monster. Like that pickup is not fair for them, and I don't see anybody else. Like, because I mean the, the Rams are theoretically contenders, the Packers and the Saints are theoretically contenders. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just think the Packers are going to be real when they have to play a good defense. They've played two pretty bad defenses the first two weeks, and, like, they look yeah. great. But, like, when they play the Seahawks, when they play whoever, I just don't see it happening. The Saints look shambolic last night. Yeah, did they did not look too good. But, I mean – Drew I mean, Brees has been missing all over the place, too. Yeah, yeah. Him and Brady really don't don't look their best right now. 
I mean, they are uh, upper middle, like early forties. So, so yeah, I'm going. I'm going Seahawks, Cardinals, and then Super Bowl Chiefs, Seahawks, um, and then just for for funsies, I'll I'll take the Seahawks to win this year. Um, I still think Kyler wins MVP, but that's just the way the way it is. Um, so real quickly to finish up, um, talk a lot about the NFL, but let's talk about a little OU football before we go. Let's do it. Um, I mean, there's not really much to talk about because they played a high school team. <laughs> um, but Spencer Riley looked amazing. So if any yeah, OU fans good. out there or really OU haters in the Big 12 were out there hoping that Spencer Rattler would come in, look nervous, not be that dude. He's that dude. Period. Like, <laughs> Period. And I love the press conference he had when he got announced starting quarterback. He came out and said, like, listen, I understand the tradition that is a quarterback at University of Oklahoma. I understand who my predecessors are, and I understand what's expected of me. And, you know, I'm excited to, to fill that role. And uh, very professional. He let Missouri State know what was good. Goodness gracious, throwing the ball 50 yards down the field effortlessly. Like it was nothing. Um, you know, I, I question how he'll do in the face of adversity. We definitely did not see that against Missouri State. And I don't think we really will against Kansas State um, this Saturday. We'll see. I think we're favored by like 28 and a half. Yeah. They did, they did drop a, an early game. So we'll see. Um, I like him, though. Yeah, I mean, I, like I think that'd be good. It's hard to take away a lot, like you said. Um, the and the rumor that I've read a couple places is that Kansas State might have too many people out with COVID or contract tracing to even play this game. Like Dean Blevins put on his Twitter last night that like Kansas wow. State might not be able to play on Saturday. So <laughs> there is there in the world that we're living in, no game is safe. Um, so yeah. It's kinda, it's kind of crazy that there is a real, very real possibility that there might not be an OU game on Saturday. Hmm. So keep I did not see that, that report. So wow, that's that's good to know. But um, yeah, I, mean, I think we win that game. Uh, Kansas State looked terrible against Arkansas. Arkansas State, and they come on, and they look bad, and they just they blew it. And it, I don't, know. and it, and it's also a bit of a you know it's a revenge game or whatever because they lost last year to K State, and so. I don't. If the game plays, I don't see any problem. I don't see there's any way Oklahoma has a problem here. Um, I think our, our first real test will be at, in Ames in two weeks. Um, even they didn't look very good in their opener. So they really didn't. Kinda, they did not put on well for the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is kind of super unfortunate. Bit of a bit of a mess right now. Yeah, it really is. But the good thing is that's the kind of the theme across the entire college football landscape. So maybe yeah, the lack I mean, of OTAs and all that will uh will not hurt everybody down the road. Yeah, and then real quickly, like the Big Ten I guess is just like doing a big like L O L J K to the rest of the leagues. Like being like <laughs> Yeah, like we saw you guys having fun, so we're gonna join. <laughs> We're gonna hop in now. Yeah. Like, I'm so not funny. mad about it because more it's more football, so like whatever. It'll just be I think in a later show we're gonna have to discuss the implicate the college for the playoff implications of like having if, Big if Ten a, join late. Yeah, like if an eight and one Ohio State, like do you weigh them less? Because they're eight and one, as opposed to ten yeah. and one, and their their schedule is a cupcake. Like, let's get this let's get this straight. They will not lose unless it's to Michigan or Penn State. They're out of their out of division games are Illinois and Nebraska. That's it. Wow. They avoided Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, all of the above. Like they they're gonna be fine. Like they the Big Ten laid it out on a platter for them to make the Big Ten championship. So it'll just be interesting to see whether like how the college football playoff committee handles all of that. 
and I think we we don't have time today, but we'll we'll have to discuss that in a later date. Um, but I guess real quick before we go, um, give me a score prediction for K State. Oh, K State! I'm gonna go. Assuming it happens. Assuming, yeah, that's a big assumption. I'm gonna go 48-24. I think, uh, or 49-24. I think we score seven tutties. I think our offense is uh, is a well-oiled machine, as you saw against Missouri State. I actually do think we struggle with Skylar Thompson. Uh, big quarterbacks, they always cause trouble. We saw him last year in Manhattan. Uh, we were able to go to that game and saw them firsthand kind of abuse us. So I think I think it'll be um, 49-24, what you got? I And this is almost entirely based on the fact that they looked terrible <laughs> against a bad Arkansas State team. I'm going to go 56 to 21. I think uh, we jump out to a really early big lead. And unlike against Missouri State, I don't think Rattler goes out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't, you, you got to get him reps at some point as a yeah. first year starter. So I, I think we're, I think I wouldn't be shocked to see us 21 nothing up at in the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I really just don't think this team is – the Kansas State is either – I don't even think it's really that much of a talent problem right now. I really just think that the the way that coronavirus has worked and the way that their team has kind of been ravaged by that, they haven't really had full practices. Yeah. They've had a lot of problems. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to go with. But we'll see. Hopefully the game actually happens. I will yeah. be there. I will be there if uh, – If it does happen. Play. Uh oh, but maybe we can get some uh, some in game sounds for next week's pod. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll uh, I'll call some of our uh, old game day U friends and see if they can sneak me give me a link to that Zoom press conference. Yeah, <laughs> get some sound from it. Get some sound bites. But I know right. I know you've got a call, so I'll uh, do. I'll let you go. I'm gonna we'll hopefully be on in a next week sometime. We'll figure out a good time, but. Yeah, Good to be back. Good to see you again, Always. my friend. And um, best of luck covering the news. <laughs> Thank you, sir. This is DMP. Stay tuned. This is DMP.